What's up, everybody, and welcome back to uh, what was about a, well, almost a two-week hiatus, mostly because of some travel, some little bit of vacation, uh, Ignite, and a whole bunch of other good stuff. Um, but we are back in the saddle, back in the studio for at least a couple days, because next week I'll be heading to New York for uh, Microsoft's got, well, they've got another hardware event. I've talked about it a million times since roughly August or July. And uh, yeah, so we've got that happening on, what is it, on Tuesday. I'm heading up Monday for some meetings, and then I'll be home Wednesday morning, back to the good old New York City, where I spend a lot of my time. Um, still on the agenda, I just think we're going to see a black black Surface Pro, black uh, laptop. Um, there's been some Surface Studio benchmarks leak popping out all over the place. I don't know if we're going to see that. Very well could. Um, I haven't specifically heard, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we see one of those updates. It, it's well overdue. Um, but that's that's for sure and so Microsoft is also gonna be talking about I think some like consumer life uh, services you know trying to show how they still connect with the consumer because well this week in Orlando Microsoft had ignite where it was enterprise all day long uh, but there was still a lot of good stuff of well, specifically, Office 2019 for Mac and PC is now available with the caveat that it's really just kind of available to commercial users. It's rolling out to consumers over the next couple weeks. But if you're already using Office 365, then you don't have to worry about a thing. You've already got all that stuff. Um, other things that were announced, Cortana's new skill kit for the enterprise. And so basically what this is and what it's going to allow you to do is to build your own custom kit for Cortana and use it in the enterprise. It's great whatever um it's one of those things it's like why hey why hasn't this been always available microsoft has been pushing cortana enterprise and now you can finally build a custom skill for it that seems like something that should happen i don't know two years ago the more awkward part about this is it's only available in select previews so it's not available to everybody and if you do want to do this you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer uh, which kind of pushed me down a path. I wrote a post this week about how, and I, I've talked about this several times in other places, that I think Cortana's future is just going to be the queen of bots. Um, I, I wrote about this formally yesterday, and the short version is that Microsoft's going to position Cortana as the best experience possible using the Microsoft stack, and then they're going to pitch that to other developers, be like, look, you can build bots that do this, you can come to us and we'll build a white-labeled digital assistant for you, uh, but I'm not expecting to see Cortana make any breakout appearances here, uh, the invoke, which is back there. Um, is on a fire sale at this point for 50 bucks in some places. And for 50 bucks, it's a hell of a Bluetooth speaker, by the way. Uh, and you get Cortana if that's your jam. And so uh, Harman Kardon makes quality stuff, and uh, they did it. And so the other reason why I kind of think this is completely true is that that glass thermostat by Johnson Controls also works with the Amazon product, I can't say its name, and Google Assistant. And so Cortana's future is just going to be this bot thing and that's perfectly fine microsoft makes money through selling its stack to other companies to allow them to build their products on top and uh, microsoft's ai and ml work it manifests itself up in cortana cortana is just the top layer and so it doesn't really impact any of the underlying components it takes to build all this stuff and so for microsoft i think this is the right move and we've already seen again with the amazon product i don't want to say its name uh working with skype and all that stuff I think the writing is on the wall. I don't. They're definitely not going to uh, Windows Phone the situation, if you will, because again, there's minimal overhead. Uh, there's no hardware involved, at least not really anymore. And there you go. Uh, I I don't think they're going to abandon Cortana, at least not yet. But um, it, its future is not bright, if you will. It's going to still uh, exist, but that's that. Yeah. 
Uh, other things that were announced this week, well, not so much announced. So Microsoft uh, was in May of 2018, so earlier this year, showed off the Surface Hub 2, which we all love. Uh, but then they said, hey, that's not what we're actually going to ship. And that's what they said at Ignite. They're actually shipping two models, the 2X and the 2S. The 2S looks exactly like the 2X, but it runs the guts of the first gen. So basically, it looks like a Surface Hub 2, but it runs Surface Hub 1. Um, and then there's the 2X, which is the thing that we all kind of want. And that's not coming until 2020. And this absolutely feels like a bait and switch. Or Microsoft, which they have a rich history of doing, of very poorly communicating. Um, there's been some speculation that Windows Core OS has been delayed a little bit. I don't necessarily know if that part is true. But what I do think that they're going to be waiting on is this multi-user authentication that is coming. And this is by far the coolest thing that Windows... Uh, coming down the Windows 10 pipeline for Surface Hub 2. Basically, what it allows you to do is to have multiple users logged into a iteration uh, or an instance of Windows, and the app permissions are controlled, uh, or the user permissions are controlled at the app level. Excuse me. And so, short scenario here is let's say myself and anybody else were logged in uh, to the same version of Windows, and I open up my instance of OneDrive, and they opened up their instance of OneDrive, and they opened uh, a Word doc, and I opened a Word doc, and we couldn't share permissions. Like, let's say they're a senior executive, and I'm a, a, just a junior dev. Um, they would not be able to copy-paste content into my workloads because of app permissions. And so it, it's a very granular thing. If anything, I think that might be some of the holdup here. But Microsoft is only making that feature available uh, through virtual machines, they announced this week also, which through they announced a virtual desktops. Um, as a service, I believe it's as a service. If not, I'd be surprised. Along, and I think that's going to couple probably nicely into their managed desktop service that they announced, I don't know, two weeks ago. Uh, that's being run by Bill Karagunis. If Bill Karagunis doesn't sound familiar, he and Gabe all launched the Insider program. Gabe was the public face. Bill was the kind of man behind the scenes. And now Bill is working on this managed desktop uh, as a service for Microsoft. And so I got way off track there. Uh, but anyway, so you got the you got the Surface Hub 2. And the interesting thing here, and I, they shared a picture of it. So let me see if I can find it here. Is that the device is modular from a compute standpoint. So what you're looking at here is the, uh, the compute unit that slides in and out of the Surface Hub 2. And so what you'll be able to do is when you buy a 2S, if you want to upgrade it to a 2X, you'll be able to pull that thing out and slide in a new one. Uh, slide in a new compute unit and it'll magically upgrade it and you'll be running the 2x microsoft hasn't said whether they're going to charge for that or how this is all going to work um, but this is pretty big and so effectively it looks like almost like they built like a laptop inside of there i mean it's pretty small and it just slides in and out and you can just swap it and makes it much more serviceable which is a big win and also to some extent makes this thing, uh, I hate to use the word future-proof, but you can imagine in five years that if you need an upgrade and Microsoft has a faster iteration with more stuff, you can just slide that thing out and slide a new one in. And so that's pretty cool. I got to play with the Surface Hub 2, and they didn't let us take the compute module out, but I did get to rotate it, and it's it's very well done. Microsoft um, is kind of coming into their own here with hardware and it's working out extremely well for them. Um, speaking of service hardware, I, I'm going to post another video up about this because I forgot to announce it on the channel because I was busy as hell last week. But I'm writing a book about Microsoft Surface. So five years ago, Microsoft did uh, $900 million of inventory write-down. 
And uh, last year, fiscal year, they did $4.6 billion in revenue. And there's a, there's a journey there. There's a story of turning that business around. And I've talked to close to two dozen insiders. Um, these are current and former Microsoft employees. And they've, they've told me all the, the ins and outs. And I'm writing it down in a book. And um, you'll be able to find the links below. And uh, I often get asked, what's the best way to support this channel? And it's that, that's it. Um, you know, I don't want to ask. I don't do Patreon or any of that kind of stuff. Um, just, you know, buy a book. If you like, if you're listening to this, you'll more than likely find it interesting. So there you go. Uh, other things that were announced, 90% of PCs are now on 1803, which is great because Microsoft's going to roll out 1809 or Redstone 5. I believe they're going to announce it next week. Uh, well, word on the street, I should say, I don't have any exact information, is that on the 2nd, which is when Microsoft is holding the hardware event, that that is going to be going out. And so that should, um, yeah, if they're at 90%, that's just about critical mass. The last 10% are going to be tough. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're right on track to finish that up, shove out a new build, and then start the process all over again. And so if you're looking forward to that, you don't have to wait too much longer. Uh, Microsoft also announced that Skype 7, which they're originally going to kill, I believe, in September, and then they said, hey, last-minute reprieve, they are holding off until um, November now. And so November is when you have to get off of that. And I don't know what the change was. They're probably maybe adding a few more features or I don't know. Uh, but Skype 7 going away in November. And uh, as always, there's been a, there's been quite a bit this week. I mean, we got Windows Server 2019 coming next month. We got SQL Server coming next month. Uh, Microsoft's got this new unified search thing coming as well, which I think is super interesting, actually. So any inside of uh, any Microsoft 365 application, which for easy terms here, just think Office applications, they're going to be improving the search experience significantly. Right now, typically, if you go to a search inside of, let's say, Word, it's just going to find stuff inside that app. Uh, what it's going to now do is search across your entire org, so OneDrive, local, everything else. Uh, and, and what this is doing, actually, is kind of decoupling Windows from the experience, which I think is a huge thing here. Typically, you'd have to go to the Microsoft Search or, or Windows Search, I, sh I should say, to find all that stuff. And so now being able to do it inside of the app, you don't need Windows as much if you think about it. And so you can just kind of live inside these app environments, which becomes a lot more compelling when you think about moving from across different environments, running in the cloud, and all that good stuff. And so uh, that's Unified Search. It's here. It's supposedly rolling out now. I expect we'll see a lot more wider adoption coming in the year ahead. And so I think next year is going to be an interesting one. Um, I think, we're, well, we're going to see some hard, major hardware refreshes, at least on the Surface Pro line. Uh, I would still love to see... My dream device is just a Surface Pro with an OLED, OLED screen, very minimal bezels, which I think is what they have to go to for an OLED display, and um, USB Type-C with Thunderbolt, and that would be one hell of an update uh, for next year. I don't think we're going to see that stuff coming. I don't think we're going to be seeing that stuff coming this year by any means. So we got a bunch of questions this week. I'm going to refresh the thread here and then dive on in. And so let's see, where can I help? Uh, locust infested orchard orchid locust infested orchid inc says brad i hope you have your crystal ball all the ready for this one with the announcement earlier in this week of the service up 2x which was demoed for the very first time with windows core os and seashell revealing a 2020 release rather than next year can one assume with windows core os delayed till possibly late 2019 sometime in 2020 this will further impact the already best beset surface foldable uh, until after Q4 2019. Potentially. Potentially. It, um, 
from my understanding, yes, Windows Core OS is one thing, but it's kind of divested up into or split up into many different things, if that makes sense. So in theory, it could. Um, I don't. I don't think honestly Windows Core OS is going to be the thing that dictates when they are going to release that hardware. Um, if I was making that bet, so just read into that what you will. But I don't think the software is not what's going to be what holds that up um, specifically. So, uh, and then he says, if so, will it be a two-horse race between Samsung and Huawei to release the first modern foldable smartphone? I don't know if it's a smartphone. I think it's just going to be a foldable tablet with LTE connectivity, which I guess is really a smartphone, but a smartphone is really just a small tablet anymore. So, you know, go with that. Uh, Poncelia says, with Cortana dead in the consumer space, what virtual assistant should I use? Great question. Um, it kind of depends on what other hardware you're using. If you're using an Android device, then Google Assistant makes the most sense. If you are looking for something that's a little bit more ubiquitous, um, I have no problem with, I'll just mute it, with Alexa. That's what runs in my house. Um, I could see myself switching to Google Assistant. I, basing everything on Siri is a bit tough because then you're fully locking yourself into the Apple ecosystem. Uh, Amazon right now, I think, is the dog to beat. Uh, even though Google probably has better AI functionality, Amazon is throwing their assistant everywhere, and it's it's a little bit more friendly from a third-party perspective, if you catch my drift. People are scared of Google. Well, people are scared of Amazon, too. But I think Alexa is uh, going to be in more places. So what I'm trying to say here is I think Alexa is going to win the volume race, but I think Google wins the technical race. So either one of those are fine. Um, just kind of, you know, whichever one fills your heart with more joy, if you really think you need one, I... I I use Alexa, but it's only, honestly, to play music uh, through my Sonos stuff and to turn off lights and timers. I don't use it for anything majorly complex in really any way. So, moving on. Uh, Hendry says, bad news for those uh, hoping to stick with the classic de desktop version of Skype. Microsoft is pulling the plug again. And see, so yeah, he's just commenting on, uh, on uh, Skype 7 going away. Uh, Tourniquet says, what does the death of UWP Office apps mean for the UWP platform and Windows Core OS? So um, there's been some talk about Microsoft's making some big changes to the mobile apps for uh, Office because basically, well, they don't have a mobile platform. They don't really need to support UWP, and there's not a whole lot happening there. And so people, I, 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 people are really reading into this Windows Core OS as a major shift in windows and i don't i don't know if that's really something you should be counting on like if you're expecting it to overhaul windows and make it um the you know the next ios or android of the world i, I think you're going to be severely disappointed this is just a natural evolution of windows core os making it more cloud intensive um it, once again they're trying to make it a little bit more compact they're trying to make it more flexible but this is the same song and dance they've been doing since uh, basically Windows 7. Remember, Windows 8 was supposed to make it all whatever, and then we had the one core experience that's supposed to make it more flexible. And so they're just updating it for basically all their failures, and they're chopping a bunch of stuff out. And so um, does Windows Core OS support Win32 apps? I don't explicitly know. I believe it does. I'm trying to remember what we saw. I'm trying to remember. On the Surface Hub 2, they were definitely running PowerPoint and Word and teams um, and they did some video playback in our demos 
and I believe those were all desktop apps. We didn't, I should have specifically asked if those were the UWP iterations, but I think they were actually desktop O apps. And if that is running Windows Core OS, then yes, it does traditional uh, Windows desktop apps. Um, did you hear anything about Andromeda Project at Ignite? No, not really. Um, so yeah. Uh, DTCPSS says, any news about the development of progress of uh, Windows Core OS for HoloLens 2? Is it possible that Microsoft to ship it before Surface Hub 2X? Um, yes, I, the things that are, are holding back, uh, HoloLens 2 are not Windows Core OS. I know that for a fact. So keep that in mind. Uh, Jay Merrill says, do you think Microsoft will ever dump Windows for Linux? So here's an interesting thing that I've been hearing lately is that Microsoft is going to be expanding its security solutions to more platforms than just Windows. I think they're going to start approaching uh, Linux and... Uh, Mac OS as well because it makes sense they want the largest security graph and but I say security graph they want the largest amount of information about security threats it doesn't matter where it happens and so if Mac is being attacked or Linux is being attacked Microsoft wants to know about that and so the best way for them to do that is to start supporting those platforms at a deeper level from a security perspective and so while they dump Windows for Linux maybe not um, I mean, Windows isn't going to go away for a while, but Microsoft is definitely removing the Windows burden from their life. Uh, they announced recently that I think more than 50% of the VMs uh, running in Azure are Linux-based and not Windows. And so Microsoft, while Windows was yesterday's hero today, it's just a thing that they sell, and not everything has to revolve around that. So just keep that in mind. Kevin Costa says, uh, sorry for not knowing before, but where do you live? I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. So... And then NT6.1, interesting name, I like it. When is the next Windows 10 Enterprise long-term servicing channel actually coming? That is a good question. I don't know. I would guess next year. I mean, well, no, no, no. Let me correct that. Um, every single September release or fall release is now going to be supported for 30 months. Remember, they made that change. So everything is kind of a long-term servicing channel from that perspective that you're getting two and a half years out of it. As for which is the long-term one, which is going to get five-year support plus five years extended, I don't exactly know yet. So there we go. Um, folks, been a crazy week of Microsoft stuff. I've written a ton up on Petri about all the enterprise news that's happening. You can always also check out Therat, and you can check out Beneath the Surface for the book that I'm writing. And um, as always, the, the question thread goes up on therat.com, typically on the Thursday before a podcast. Headed to New York next week, where I'll be doing a whole bunch of coverage of the new Surface laptop and Surface Pro that I believe are coming, and anything else that Panos and his team announce, and uh, along with the consumer life services that they are bringing, I believe. And so with that, folks, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right here, right back here next time on the Sam's Report.